This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks Scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly 10 million dollars was all gone It's just unbelievable Hide your money in your old rich men Because <laughs> she is on the prowl Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer On the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. I'm your host, Sammy J. Welcome. I hope you guys had a lovely week. We did not pose last week because it was Thanksgiving, but I hope you had a lovely day, and I'm very thankful for all of you. And I'm also thankful for this episode. Look at that transition, you guys. Anyways, um, this week I got to chat with the incredibly talented Olivia O'Brien. We have a really down-to-earth conversation about life, growing up in the public eye, social media, dating, her music, her latest tour, her EP, episode, season one, and so much more. I hope you guys enjoy. I'm so excited you're on my podcast, and I'm so excited we're doing this in person. Thanks for having me. Do you normally do Zoom stuff? Is that what you've been doing lately or what? Uh, Was in person, then, then pandemic, okay. yeah. and now it's like a mixture. So yeah. I'm like, seeing people in person just makes me so happy. Yeah, same, same. I'd love to talk to you about social media. How do you find a balance? You have millions of followers on Instagram. I'm 19 and for so many other people my age. And for some, it's fun, but it's also part of a business. And it can sometimes be really difficult. It's really hard, and I, I pretty much have to be on social media. Like, I've taken breaks before and just, like, sent my photos to Max and been like, can you post this for me? <laughs> um, 
it's weird. It's it's hard. I stopped editing my photos. Like I used to re- like not like changing everything, but like I used to like use Facetune. Like yeah. I don't really use it anymore. Like I do. I mean, if I have a fucking pimple or like if something looks weird in a photo, I'm gonna edit it out. But I don't know. It's just like. I'm trying really hard to to have a healthy relationship with social media myself. It's I think it's a struggle. <laughs> it, it's kind of um, an impossible task, or it seems very daunting because like you literally it, the internet is dangerous. You have access to literally any piece of information about anything or anyone at any time, pretty much. Yeah, and even if it's not 100 percent true, you can still probably find out something about something like people's conspiracy theories and like I don't know and and everyone's um you can go down a rabbit hole so fast yeah like I always see things about myself that aren't even true and like that must be so annoying it's like the weirdest feeling in the world but I have just really been trying to not focus on anyone else but me when I'm on social media like that sounds not like in a selfish way but like I don't need to go compare my likes to this person. I also turning my likes off was really like I just, I really really liked doing that. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I've deleted photos in the past, and it's just it's stupid. If you like a photo, just post it. Exactly. When you turn the likes off, then you like I don't even really check. Like I'm the only one that can see how many I get, and I don't even check it because it's it still says like and others to me on my profile unless you like click on it and you look. So, like if I don't want to know, I don't even have to know. I haven't been on TikTok in a really long time. And maybe it's sad that I'm proud of myself for that, but I am. Um, What's your favorite social media app? Because something that I know I've talked about in past episodes, but in college specifically, the main app that's used is Snapchat. Texting is not a thing. It's just Snapchatting. And to me, I just, I miss text and I wish I could delete Snapchat sometimes, but it's how everyone communicates. Yeah, that's such a, like, college and high school thing. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. My best friend, she's, uh, she goes to school at um, Pitzer, like, 45 minutes away from mm-hmm. here. And she's she came over. She's sleep, been sleeping in my house for the past two nights. And she was, like, Snapchatting this boy last night. I'm like, dude, I haven't used Snapchat in so long. Like, I just don't use it. Whenever someone Snapchats me, I'm very confused. Um, but it's such a college thing. I know. It's terrible. I wish people could just text me or call me. Just text me. I know. Seriously. Like, why? It just seems, like, sus and weird. And it reminds me of, like, middle school. And it's not it tr- the, it's It not triggers th- me from high school. And I was like, did I just get out of here? Yeah, it's not, not the greatest. Um, yeah, I'd say my go-to social media is probably tiktok just because it's so easy to just waste so So much much time time. and and i feel like it's especially in the music industry everyone's so obsessed with it right now like let's make this a trend and blah blah blah. and you feel like you're left out if you're not always on tiktok like there's so many weird trends that are always happening it's like yeah I, i i don't know it's it's like there's always another one yeah it feels like the like youtube for people with really short attention spans (laughs) Is it hard writing music in such a time period when it's all about, you know, making sure like this goes viral, this blows up, but actually focusing on the art of it still? Honestly, when I'm writing, I don't think about anything except for what I want to say because um, that's just how I, my best songs are made and that's how I work as an artist. It's like always what I've done since I was a little kid. Um, but, you know, like the other day I wrote a song. I was I just started writing, going back into sessions pretty recently. Um after like me doing my little tour and just I've been super busy with other things and I haven't really been writing but I had two sessions last week and the first one we wrote this song and 
it was we were having so much fun. It was like a really great session. And we finished a song and I was like, wait, like this actually, I could see like this being a moment on TikTok or something. And I was glad that I didn't have that thought until after we had already written the song. But like, that's kind of how it works. It's like, oh, I could see this happening. And then it's like, after the song is done, I'm like, oh, well, what could I do for this? But I also don't really like, I, 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 it sucks to think like that. Like, you don't want to be like, well, let's make a song that'll blow up on TikTok. I know, but but people do that. But with the age we're living in, it's kind of hard not to think that way. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I've never even, ri- like, even before TikTok was a thing, um, I never wrote a song or wrote songs being like, well, let's try to get it as, as top 40 radio as possible so that it, we could get it, like, to sound as radio and cool. Like, I, I never thought like that ever. That's what I find so interesting and so kind of unique about your career is that it just started with that one song, I Hate You, I Love You, and it wasn't about blowing up. It was just about writing and using that as therapy, which is so special and it just goes to show like art can speak alone for itself exactly and that's what I've been trying to like not necessarily trying to replicate but I don't want to ever like be like oh I need another hit I need another hit I need to write a hit because that's not how I hate you I love you happened yeah it's not how anything <laughs> like just you do you be, you know yeah I just want to you know make stuff that I'm proud of and that I like and um stay true to myself and that's more important to me than than anything else what was your favorite experience playing so far like have you had a certain performance that stood out as your mind is like your favorite I think Lollapalooza was really special because it was my first real show back after um the pandemic and it was just incredible there was so so many more people than I thought would be there it was really really hot and like kind of excruciating but it was really fun so um yeah that was just like a great weekend it was kind of like my my introduction back into the world of performing and just festivals in general oh yeah um and it was it was really great and memorable but I think all 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 my performances are special for different reasons you know like it's kind of like asking me what my favorite song of mine is like I I I don't really have one because like I like them for all all for different reasons you know and also like each performance is a different audience and you get like a different energy and I make a different mistake every time (laughs) what happens when you do make a mistake on stage because I cannot imagine do you just like embrace it and then just go forward or do you just kind of skip past it I always I pretty much always point it out like I'm always like oh sorry guys or like I just like I'm like fuck I think people forget that everyone's human and then when people fuck up on stage it's like yeah they are that needs to I think be celebrated more than anything else yeah I think I try to make it a point to like show the fact that I am very imperfect whenever I can because I don't ever want anyone no it's not, it's not just like it, it's kind of multiple things it's like I don't want to have to like uphold some perfect image that I know I'm never gonna yeah be and I also you know want everyone to know that nobody's perfect and they don't have to be perfect either you know it's kind of like a, a bunch of different things something that I love about performances I don't know if you've ever seen Julia Michaels live but it was one of the best performances I've ever seen. It's like when artists talk to the audience and just have fun with it, like you do. It makes you feel like you have a connection with the people that are there, and it just makes the experience so much more enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to ever feel like I'm like a robot and just like some people. I feel like the only thing that they change in their set at each city is like, "Hello, insert different <laughs> yeah. city here." And like, I always try. I have like this this uh tour that I most recently just 
did a, I did a, my California shows in like a week. But um, it's like the closest thing I've ever had to like something kind of scripted. Like I have things that I say, but I still kind of try to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, because, keep you on your toes. Yeah, because I uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to like do the same thing every single night. One, it gets boring, and two, like I do want to make it personal to whoever's there. Like I don't want every single person to get the exact same thing and they know exactly what they're getting and then it's not special, you know? I know you've talked about like being in creative ruts and all that and they creative ruts are so underratedly terrible Mm -hmm. and not discussed because enough because a few months ago I was in a really bad creative rut, probably the first one I've ever like truly experienced and I'd look up YouTube videos like how to get out of creative rut and there was nothing. It happens all the time. Um, Sometimes I, there's nothing I can really do to get out of it. Uh, I just kind of cancel all my sessions and try to go live my life. That's usually what I do is I just try to experience things. I try to not work and not force myself to work. Yeah. Sometimes if it's if it's been a really long time and I'm just kind of used to like having writer's block, like the other day, a couple weeks ago, I was like starting to write by myself in my studio again and I just forced myself to write like eight songs. Um, like I would go in every single day and just like write a little song by myself. It doesn't have um, to be good. Yeah, it doesn't just, have to be good. Just like as a little exercise. Like so if you really are stuck and you know you need to start being creative again, you just kind of have to force yourself. And if it's bad, it's bad. But once you get kind of back into the rhythm of it, like it'll start feeling normal again and then you'll get more inspired. But for the most part, I just like to go out and live my life and meet people and try to get inspiration from wherever I can because like that's that's just how it works for me. Well, um, that's what your yeah. songs are. They're about your life. So the best way to be inspired is to live your life. Yeah. What's your favorite part of songwriting? I like how it just kind of acts as a therapy for me and I can say whatever I want. Um, and a lot of times, like, I'll be too afraid to tell someone something to their face, but I can always write a song about it. That's awesome. Um, what an awesome outlet to have. It's great. It's amazing. And it, it kind of – it can help me, like, realize things – and it's also, like, every time I go in, and especially when I work with a top liner that I really love, like, another writer, um, it's, like, having therapy because I should tell them what we're going to write about. Like, I should tell them about you talk everything that's it. been going on with my life. And I'll realize so many things. Like, my last session that I had, I even told her, I was like, this feels like therapy right now. Because we were going over just everything that I had done in the past week and how I was getting over this guy and I realized like that and she made me realize like I'm that I don't love this kid like it was like crazy I was I was sitting there like wow this is a very clarity very deep session we're having right now but it was great it was awesome so um yeah I think it's it's also nice that I get to do this as a job because it's something I would be doing regardless if you weren't a singer or if you weren't an artist who's putting their music out there, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I'd probably be either a lawyer or a psychologist. Like being interested in psychology has helped me with my songwriting a lot because I psychoanalyze people and it makes me like think deeper about what I'm writing about yeah. and what I want to say and how I feel about other people and how they feel about me and it gives me more concepts and it's cool. I think that's so interesting. Something that we actually have in common is that I also have OCD and struggle with anxiety. And when I heard you talking about it, I was like, man, more people should talk about it because I feel like there's such a stereotype. Like if you have OCD, like you just like to have everything clean and organized. It's like, no, it's different for everybody. For me, it's like I never even would have thought that I possibly could have OCD until I got diagnosed because people are so wrong about what it is. Yeah. (laughs) And it can be, yes, some people with OCD love to have everything clean and perfect all the time, but it's not, yeah. And like, especially if you have like OCD and ADHD, like that's so hard because you 
don't have the attention span to like clean and make your life perfect, but then it pisses you off that it's not perfect, but then you can't fix it because you're so distracted and you're doing all these things. I don't know. It's just like, yeah, anxiety disorders are really so um, annoying. Yeah. And they're also really complex. Like I think they all are very similar, but then they're different. So it's like, and everyone reacts to it differently. Everyone like perceives things differently. Exactly. And my sister has OCD too. So it's like, and we both just got diagnosed. And it's crazy because I've been going to therapy and seeing psychiatrists since I was a kid. Me too. So like I should have been. But they were just like, oh, you're depressed. You have anxiety, whatever, whatever. And then it took a long time of me actually explaining. Thing. And then I also started talking to my friends about like, you know, intrusive thoughts and random things. And I'm like, did this happen to you guys? And they're like, no. And I, I always thought that that happened to Girl, everyone no, I and relate. that it was normal. I relate. Until I started actually asking people about it. I hated therapy for a while because my, my mom like kind of forced me to be in therapy. I would think I was around eight too. It was when my parents first separated. Um, my mom was like, oh, wait, I need to put them in therapy. My mom like loves therapy and she's the biggest advocate for therapy. But, but sometimes I, you got to be ready to do it. Yeah. If you don't want to go, you're not going to get anything out of therapy. If someone's forcing you to go, like I would sit there and I wouldn't talk because I didn't know, I didn't want to talk. I didn't know what I wanted to say. I didn't know why I was even there. Like it was, it was just not beneficial to me at all. It was wasting an hour of my week every week. It took me a while of realizing like, okay, I actually want to go to therapy and I want to help myself. This is the first time in my life that it's actually been beneficial to me because I decided that I wanted to go and I made the active decision and that's when I got my diagnosis and when everything started to make sense and I got on medication and now I'm doing so much better because I wanted to do better, you know? There's something very special. I know special is an interesting word to use, but I'm going to use it anyways, about when you get diagnosed. Everything, at least for me, it just clicks. I've just went through so many life experiences and it all made sense. And you go home and Google literally everything about like, it and you're like, does this have to do with my OCD? Yeah, and you're, and you're like, like, oh my God. It, and it makes you feel less alone. Yeah. But you got to be ready for it. But I think one of the things that I've learned, for me at least, is that I wouldn't be who I am if I don't have anxiety, if I don't have OCD. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't be talking to you right now, frankly. And I think I'm trying to find the good parts in it. And though it sucks, it's making me who I am. Yeah. And I think it makes, I think having an anxiety disorder like makes you a little bit more of a complex thinker because you're always thinking about literally everything. And I, I, know, I know that's such a like, it sucks and they're, they're sh- no, I'm just relating to you right now. I'm just relating but trying to, you. to find a silver lining is like, it's like, okay, well, I still don't want an anxiety disorder just because it makes me a deep thinker. But, like, it's a nice, cool little side effect. Yeah, like, like you know what? <laughs> Different in a good way. <laughs> yeah, and, and I agree. It's I mean, but that's with everything in life. You're, you wouldn't be who you are without every single part of you. And it all it all makes up the big picture, right? So, yeah, I, I like to look at, at, at that. Ugh. I like to look at it that way as well. Okay, we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk more about your music, tour, and so much more. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation... I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. I will say one thing I love about your projects and you as an artist is that you're so versatile. Like uh, Seasons, episode one, it just shows the difference in the styles you like. And that's so incredible in itself. I like a lot of different things. I like a lot of different genres of music and also different TV shows. I'll go through phases where I'm super into a certain kind of music or a certain show or a certain all movie. all of us. Yeah, but, but then I think – and then when I move on from that, or like I'll start dressing differently, but I still like – have all the other parts of me and the other phases within my personality and within who I am. So I feel like I can kind of be everything all at once and I don't ever want to put myself into a box of like, oh, I have to make songs that all sound like this because this is what people want from me or, oh, I can only have this aesthetic because everyone thinks that this is my thing. Like, no, you can literally, if you like, the whole, the most beautiful part about living in the time that we live in is you you can be and do anything, that pretty much anything that you want. Now hear me out, but I think it would be so cool if one of the songs you wrote on Seasons was actually put in a TV show. That would be that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. When is Season 2 coming out um, of Seasons? Um, that's a great question. I don't know. So basically <laughs> what happened right now is um, – or what's happening right now is that our my label's in like a very transitional period. We Our president left and basically like – Everyone that I've worked with on on the team at, at my label is gone. They've either been laid off or quit and moved, like went to another Reworks label. Reworks suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not the best. And it's happened. This is like the, this will be the third president that I've had at my label. How long have you been um, at your label? Since I was 16. So five, five years, six years almost. Um, That's and, frustrating. Yeah, it's a little frustrating. But... Um, the new presidents, there's going to be two of them that are working together, and they start on January 1st. Okay. So after that, I'll be able to, you know, kind of regroup with them and um, hopefully put something out. I, the plan originally was, like, oh, I'm going to put out um, season one, and then season two is going to come really shortly after. It was really, really frustrating at first because all I wanted to do was put it out. I've had these songs for literally years. Like, a lot of these songs – um, on season two are like two years old or more. Like really, really crazy. When you write songs so many years ago, like you grow as a person and you're like, I kind of want to shut that era out and start something new. Yeah. And I want to, now I'm still writing and that's the, that's the problem is I'm still writing and I'm liking everything that I'm writing. And it's like, am I going to boot out all these songs that I know are really good that I've had for two years because I want to show the world these new things that are more representative of, of who I am now and, like, that's not fun either because then I have these old songs that are really good. And, and that and, you're proud of. And that I'm proud of and that 
would be something amazing that I just like don't want to put out anymore because I've moved on from it. It just sucks. It's like it just takes so long for anything to happen. I wish I could just write a song and just put it out. Like it would make my life so much easier. That'd but. be kind of iconic if you did that though. People don't understand how people only see the finished product. Yeah. They don't understand really everything that goes into it. It's it's a lot and it sucks. Yeah, like let's talk about sociopath for a sec. You're wearing the hat, so mm-hmm. it's re- reminding me. You did a full like horror movie yeah. for that, which is so sick, by the way. Thank you. Things are thought out. It's not just about like writing a song and putting it out. There's a whole coordination that happens to you know, have Simon come out. Jordan, to- Jordan Fisher told me, like, when he was filming a movie, people just see the finished product. People don't see going on set, the working, the editing, and everything that it takes to put something out. You have to kind of have a plan before you do anything with music. Like, you have to come up with a concept, especially with visuals, like with music videos and cover art. If you're doing singles before the project, it all kind of has to be cohesive. There's been times I've put stuff out thinking that it's going to be one way and then I'll completely change everything and then it like just is different (laughs) so it's hard it's like you have to be like preemptive and I'm not like whenever I'll have an idea for something and be like this is it this is going to be the best thing ever and then we'll wait months for it to come out and by the time that (laughs) it's coming out I've switched I'm like oh I don't want to call it that anymore I want to call it this because I have a better idea and it's like well you just put this stuff out without that concept and they're going on the project so like what are you going to do I'm like I don't know I'll figure it out how are you doing um, being 21? You're my brother's age. You're balancing so much, a career, just growing up, like all of it. How are you balancing all of it? Because I feel like it's it's not easy and we need to recognize that because having millions of people look at what you do all the time is not a normal thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely doing a lot better than I was. I had to grow up really fast when I was really young. So yeah. um, like I was 16 when I moved to LA and as soon as I got here, I realized – People aren't very nice. Just like in, in high school, everyone was mean, but in LA, it's, it's another next level. There are another breeds out yeah, here. Yeah, and and I, I, you know, I was used to like high school mean girls, and their guys were mean too. But no, um, it's different because yeah, people are people nice to your face, will, but then or they people will go actually out of their way to plot on your fucking downfall out here. It's crazy. Like they will, they will like plot and scheme. Like they will make up like plans to like make you like it's it's. It's frightening. It's truly frightening. Like, they'll say things to you. Like, it's like, it's it's literal manipulation. It's yeah. insane. Um, so, you I know, hope you I've, cut those people out of your life. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, good. But it's, you can't fully ever cut anyone out here because you'll fucking see them out. So, and I don't want to ever have beef with anyone or be fighting with anyone. So, I always just kind of, people that I, that have done me wrong a lot in the past, I just kind of keep them at an arm's length because I don't want them I don't want to be on their bad side. I don't want them on – like, I, I don't want to have bad blood with anyone. But there's some people that you just can't have in your life and you can't forgive because they're going to keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. But I've tried to really make it a point to not to not have bad blood with anyone because it's just not – there's no point. It's just We don't dumb. need that energy. Exactly. Um, but I think I've just – it's just – it takes time to just learn how to – what works best for you in terms of balancing everything in your life. And I've been out here for a while, and I'm just kind of finally getting into the groove of things. I bought a house. Hey! And I have my little, like— Do you have any pets? Yeah, I have a dog. Same what kind of dog? He's a toy Australian Shepherd. He's very cute. I miss my dog. Dogs are the best. But I recently started seeing this guy who has 15 dogs. <laughs> 15 dogs? 15 dogs. Just like, what? That's it's amazing. Weird. It's really perfect. Like same kind of dog, or like no? They're all he like saves them from like being <gasps> killed. 
You got a guy who saves puppies in his free time. That's mm. good job, Olivia. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Has, is, have you written any songs yet about this person? One kind of. Okay. Yeah. We have to take one more quick break, but when we come back, let's talk more about life, dating, and a lot more. We'll be right back. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. 
the medical school dean at USC, was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. I'm still trying to figure out, like, the whole dating situation. I hate that dates aren't a thing anymore. I know. Well, actually, I've been with this guy. He's been taking me out on a bunch of dates, which is really sweet. Like, he'll come and pick me up and take me Good. to dinner and stuff. The bare minimum. We should have been like, oh, my God, he held <laughs> no, the I door. Know. No, and I'm, I'm t- telling my friends all these things that he's doing, and they're just like, wow, that's so cute and so amazing. But I'm like, this is what we all should this be getting. This is called human like, decency. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, he's setting the standard really high for everyone else, but it's because the bar is so low already right now, so – um. Yeah, that's I, that song that I wrote about him is about how like he's putting all the other guys that I've ever talked to to shame because he like actually is nice to me. Um. But What's that like? Yeah. It's it's well. I, my problem is that I never. I always like the guys that are mean or not mean, but you know, like, kind of asshole guys. Yeah, but there's something like appealing about it. I was like, I was talking to my friend. A guy invited me over at like not at like 5 p.m. I was like, oh my god, not like 11 p.m. And they're like. Yeah. That shouldn't be something you should be, like, excited about. It's, like, a basic thing. I'm, like, eh. Yeah. My only advice to you is find someone smart because… In what aspect? Just someone that you… Street smart, academic smart, like… They don't have to be academic smart. Just, like, someone that when you talk to them, you feel like your brain and their brain are on the same level. Like, whenever I'm… If I'm dating someone who I don't think is as intellectually capable as I am and not in like I'm I don't think I'm like a genius like I've obviously met people that I'm like okay this person's way smarter than me I need to leave but you want to feel like you're kind of on the same level as them because you'll understand life at like a similar viewpoint pace also like it's you you don't have to like stop and wait for someone to like figure something out and it's 
it's you. It's like a banter thing too. Like when you talk to them, you want to be able to make sure that they understand your jokes and you understand their jokes and yeah. the things that you say. You don't want there to be any miscommunication. That's I think it's not even just intelligence. It's just like the way that their brain works. But that's the most important thing in any relationship that, that I've realized. Because I only ever like people when we're able to really, really talk about important things. Like I don't care if people are hot anymore, which is like sad. No, I no, only care about no. That. that that is not sad. It's, it's about. That's like hot. Like looks are a temporary thing. Like let's yeah. be honest about that. And also, anyone can be hot. It's really not that hard. Like it, it, it's anyone can be like at least mediocrely hot. Exactly. It's, not everyone can have a good personality, and not everyone can be smart, mm-hmm. and not everyone can be funny. Something I've learned about myself is that I don't like clinginess. I like people that are independent, independent, and are driven and like to do their own thing. Yeah. Because something I'm realizing is that people follow my Instagram, which it's not, I'm not verified. I'm not, I have millions. They're like, oh my God, so like, you know, famous people. And I'm like, hmm? Like, no, like, what? Yeah. That's a red flag. It's also very, um. Because like, I get what I do is so peculiar and I get it's not normal for my age, but at the same time, I don't like, then that's all people want to talk about. Yeah, you have to have someone that's good. And I, I deal with that all the time of like, that's why it's hard for me to, date people like that's why I always date guys that are like assholes because they're they understand they're in the entertainment industry they understand what I do so they're not like yeah yeah, they're not like intimidated by the fact that I have a really crazy weird job and I'm on the road all the time and I make more money than most 21 year olds and like I it's it can be kind of emasculating for a lot of guys if they don't feel like they're as successful as you, even if it's even if you don't see it that way, they may see it that way as a, just like their own personal insecurity thing because you know society tells us you're that, a boss ass bitch, yeah. Olivia. <laughs> but society <laughs> tells us that we're supposed to, you know, that men are supposed to be the breadwinners and they're supposed to be like the big strong man that has the better career, and it it really has like taken a toll on a lot of people, um, a, a, like a lot of guys mentally because they they don't think that they're good enough if their woman is like strong or see they they like it's. It's complicated, but it just sucks because I, it makes me feel like I can't date guys that don't aren't like in my industry or at least as successful as me. But then I don't want to measure success in any way. Like success yeah. is what you make you it want, to be. It's your so own like thing. So you're open to someone that's not in the industry but understands it. Yeah, and that's like the guy that I'm talking to right now. He's not. He's not in the music industry at all or entertainment. He's like he's like works in banking. <laughs> you got a finance bro. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been really nice. He has the same job as my dad, actually, which is like like he's a CFA, which is weird. And uh, they're the same exact height, and they're both the youngest. Of, they both have four older siblings. And they're the youngest in their family. That's weird. And there's like a bunch of weird so, things. Like, you're and I'm like, am I your dad like, a little yeah, bit? It's like, but I don't. It's it's very strange dealing <laughs> with that. Um, but yeah, it's been nice to like because he gets it, and he's friends with a lot of people that I know, and he's like been around. Uh, like he he gets it. Yeah, but he's not in it and he doesn't I don't know it's just really he like nice. l- uh, knows it from a distance but doesn't like especially someone that doesn't want to be in it yeah like I'm like so over the whole just ugh. it's just complicated I'm over it and I haven't even started yeah. I haven't even started yeah it's complicated and you're gonna face that a lot as just like a, a strong independent woman that you know has career driven like you're gonna you're gonna face a lot of uh insecure boys that are gonna yeah so you just have to learn what to what to spot it's okay i'll just listen to your songs and i'll just (laughs) figure out who to avoid (laughs) perfect (laughs) 
I'm still figuring it out myself, so we'll see. Aren't we all? Yeah. Isn't that the journey we're it's all never, on? Though? Never ending. It really is. Do you have any hobbies you like to do in your free time? Right. So <laughs> besides that, um, I went through a phase where I made friendship bracelets. That was fun. I used to be obsessed with making friendship mm-hmm. bracelets. It's it's kind of therapeutic to just like check out and just tie a bunch of knots. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't have to use my brain because, <laughs> especially as someone who has OCD, like. Like it's a good focusing, thing to zone in on. Focusing on something. But then that's the other problem is I also have ADHD. So I can't like – I get overthink. Like I'm I'm not – sometimes like, it's hard for me to take a moment to actually – once I start, if I sit down and I do something, the hardest I can part get is into starting. it. It's the it's hardest like, part. I just Ugh. can't bring myself – it's to, like working out. Yeah. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> Let's not talk. Once about that. I start working out, I'll work out and I'll it'll, I'll love it and I'll go like for a couple like a couple weeks. I'll like work a couple days a week and I'll go with my friends. And, and then, then if I stop, yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> never <laughs> going back. <laughs> but th- that's the other thing with like I'm also I think my OCD makes me more of a perfectionist. So I have this trouble of like I don't want to do anything unless, unless it's I'm perfect. really good at it. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So something that I really enjoyed is I started listening to Bob Ross videos to go to sleep. And I was like, you know what? I went to bobrossincorporated.com. This is not an ad. But I got his painting kit and I watched his YouTube videos. And I, you I, I, I'm obsessed with making Bob Ross paintings. I learned how to use oil paint. And it's such a good distraction for my mind. So wow. Yeah. Little things like little crafts and things like that are so helpful. I love helpful. to sew. Yeah. Sewing is fun. I used to work my, my first like quote unquote job. I was an unpaid intern. But I was like eight years old and I ripped seams in a dress shop in Napa. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Honestly, that's iconic. Like, when I was 10, I created a business called Sammy J Designs where I made bags and sold them. Fun. I think you're just, you're just a businesswoman at heart. <laughs> you're just an ultimate girl boss. <laughs> it's, but it's hard to find people also that just like are driven as well. Yeah. So it's nice to like, especially talk to like, like-minded people where it's all about working and just doing what you love. Yeah. Olivia, thank you for coming on my podcast. I really enjoyed talking with you. Thanks for having me. I know. And, uh, it's like know big it's sister a... vibes. <laughs> oh, God. Don't make me feel old. <laughs> no, you're tw- you're my brother's age. You're my older brother's okay. age. So, therefore, older sister. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> only a couple years. <laughs> only only two years. Like, it's… Well, I do turn 22 in a month, so… Oh, my God. Happy early yeah. birthday. Thank you. We need to look out for each other, especially just as girls in general. Like, it's scary out there. It really is. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of the Let's Be Real podcast. Olivia, again, thank you so much for coming on. I hope you enjoyed it. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Follow Olivia O'Brien on all of her socials. And I'd love it if you followed me. My Instagram's it's Sammy J. That's I-T-S-S-A-M-M-Y-J-A-Y-E. And I will see you guys next week with another episode. Bye. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. 
Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love at First Listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.